Hello! We are here with Boy Oh Boy Conversations with Gray and JC. Grayson. JC, you looked at me like I was doing something wrong with my hello. I felt like you were doing something wrong with your hello. And not wrong in the sense of it was bad, but wrong in the sense of it was offensive to me personally. Because... It felt like you intentionally put a lot of bass into the hello just to like really rub in the fact that I didn't have that bass in my hello. Oh, no, I didn't do that. You were like trying to be like, hey, audience, I want to signal to you, listening audience, that I'm more of a man than JC. I'm just better than JC. Better. Is what I was trying to, oh, yeah. So it has no, nothing to do with masculinity, just quality of human. I would say both. Okay. I wasn't necessarily signaling either. But both would But be. if I were to be signaling one, either, or both... It'd be both. It'd be both. Okay. That's a little hurtful. So I, I hope you can understand why my look, my eye contact with you was a little strained at first. Why it seemed a little like, you know, aggressive. It did seem very aggressive. And I apologize for that. But I feel like also I'm owed an apology as well. But it's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't. Okay. So Grayson, what's been going on in your week? It's been a while. You know, um, I hate to disappoint after last week. That's a truck going by outside. I hear it. I hate to disappoint after last week, but not that much. Not that much. We're back to the, the same old. Same old. That's so sad. Isn't it? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, something changed. That big, giant painting you're going to do for your aunt or someone, mm -hmm. it used to be in your kitchen, and now it's in your, your bedroom. So Yeah, I'm confident now that the mineral spirits have at least mostly dried, so I don't feel weird keeping them in here. Thank God. For those mineral spirits you know true so true well grayson I, that's so unfortunate to hear would you like to hear about my week instead yeah sure okay well okay how about not my week but had, like just the past hour of my life like since i decided to drive over here is this going to be about you washing your hair no, no okay it's not about washing my hair I, I did wash my hair this morning mondays and fridays are when i wash my hair guys in case you wanted to know mm -hmm. that's when like we go through the whole curly girl routine we wrap it up in a turban Put the Curls Rock amplifier in it. You know, the usual. The usual. The usual. We put in the coconut oil so my dry scalp doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the usual. The usual. The usual. Well, what was unusual is that when I got into the car today, I had a specific craving. I had a, a particular craving to listen to Katy Perry's uh, Teenage Dream album, Grayson, okay? So I pulled it up on Spotify and I hit play. And this is what I listened on the 20-some-odd-minute drive over here, you know? So we got through the first five or so songs. And this is just an album to have listened to a lot throughout my life because my mom used to have it in her car, and that would just be one of the ones she played a bunch, you know? And so it, it holds a special place in my heart. There's some nostalgia atta attached to it. Many of the songs are just ingrained in my head. But I had observations I had never made before, and I'd really love the opportunity to share them with you if you're so willing to listen. I will listen, but I want to preface all of this with, one, that's such a weird thing. What? Having that be so central in, like, your musical zeitgeist. It's probably in, like, top ten albums of all time for me. Uh, and number two, that explains so much. What do you mean? Just, like, who you are as a person. I feel like it's heavily explained. Well, keep in mind, this by is... By Katy Perry being in your top ten. This is... And being implanted into your highly impressionable child brain this is before katie perry became a loser this is just when katie perry was like a, a a pretty girl who made good music you know it was before she started hosting american idol and did dances with sharks at the super bowl and you know uh-huh yeah so just i feel like that's 
important to keep in mind. Right. I don't go any, like, with the Katy Perry catalog, I don't go any further than Teenage Dream. That's where it begins and ends for me. (laughs) It begins and ends. (laughs) Yeah. You know, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I still stand by my two previous statements. Okay. Okay. That's a little sad. It feels a little judgmental. But you are willing to hear my observations? Yes, I am. One of them. California Girls. Okay. That song. Uh Uh-huh. I have always just enjoyed it as like, okay, what a what a fun little song. I've never fully appreciated Snoop Dogg's contributions. Because before you get to his rap where he says, tone, tanned, fit and ready, turn it up because it's getting heavy. Wow, wow, West Coast. These are the girls I love the most. I mean, like, wow, wow, she's the one. That rap, you know? Uh-huh. Grayson, they just, I never realized this before. I don't know how or why. But his voice is just kind of like, mumbly and just inserted throughout the song just saying phrases like on top of katie singing you know like he'll just say west coast girls just in the middle of her singing and it's you have to like listen for it and it's all like very mumbly and like it's just really weird it's like the worst mixing ever you know that is a very odd decision on their part have you considered that perhaps they are subliminal messages about California girls? Correct. Mm. It, maybe, because again, I had never realized it until this point, so it, I guess, is pretty subtle. It would explain your obsession with California girls. It really would. It really would. But I just... The, it, this is a professional album. Katy Perry had achieved a great level of fame before the album came out, you know? What is it? Hot and Cold and I Kissed the Girl? Those are already out. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you figure they would like be able to put money. Snoop Dogg was on the track. That's a big name. But it was just so horribly mixed. It didn't sound like it belonged. It sounded like someone was like doing a parody. And I was like, it was, Grayson was crazy. I need you to, I know you've heard the song before, you know? You would be correct in that, yes. Yeah. But I don't know if you've ever paid specific attention to the no, weird I can't mumblings say I of have. Snoop Dogg no, throughout. No, it definitely went over okay. my head. Well, I, I could imagine I didn't that. fall victim to the subliminal messages like you. Oh. Because you think it has affected me deeply since I was a child. Obviously. Big dog subliminal messages. Yes. Can you repeat his rap again? Toned, tan, fit, and ready. Turn it up because it's getting heavy. Wow, wow. West Coast. These are the girls I love the most. I mean, like, wow, wow. She's the one. Kiss her, hug her, squeeze her buns. You know what? I take it back. I don't think it really had that much of an impression on you. Oh, okay. (laughs) My apologies. Um, And then also, more observations. We also both know the song Firework. You know? Oh, of course. Firework was like the defining song of like the end of our elementary school experience. You know? This is true. It came out around like fourth, fifth grade for us. And it got covered by John Tron. (laughs) Oh, did it now? (laughs) That's good. Also, I remember they always played the music video on Disney Channel, you know? And like it was like the official song for my graduating class in the fifth grade. So, you know, your fifth grade class had a graduating song Mm -hmm. and we we as a school made a music video to it. I was absent the day we did the music video, but I was there for all the rehearsals. So that's so sad. That was a little sad. Yeah. But okay, that point is we both know the song. It's a very like inspiring, like, you know, like like embrace your individuality be unique like it, it's supposed to like help little kids and people right you know like that's the vibe it's supposed to be inspirational sure yeah, yeah yeah and i never realized this but i was listening to the album in order you know i didn't have it on shuffle and like so in the order it was intended to be played by the artist mm-hmm. and then th- i think fireworks number four on the album track number four 
Do you know what track number five is? No clue. Well, the opening line of track number five after Peacock, or sorry, that was a spoiler, after Firework ends is, I want to see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. Grayson, the whole song, oh, it's called Peacock, and it's a very thinly veiled um, reference to her seeing a man's cock for the first time, and how she sheds tears because it's so beautiful, Okay. That's a really great song. It's an amazing song, but absurd placement that it comes after the most like kid-friendly song on the album, like the one that's going to be like the mainstream hit, you know? Uh-huh. She puts Peacock after that. Insane. Like Peacock you would have I like, believe a... it was intentional. Yeah? They're More just trying to get to the, kids. to the kids. Yes. Shit. Shit. I think that's what it is. Oh, my God. It does explain a lot, I guess. It really does. Oh, my God. This is devastating. This is devastating. But have you ever heard the song Peacock? I mean, I might have, but it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. No. Yeah, I feel like you would recognize it. If I you... feel like I would as well. Because those are really the majority of the lyrics. Yeah. It uh, seems like it would stand out in one's memory as well. Wait. I can't think of many other songs about Peacock. Because it's all like really poppy where she's like, I want to see your Peacock, cock, cock. And then... She gets really serious about midway through the song where she's like, oh, my God, no exaggeration. She, like, she gets really like serious about how beautiful the, the cock is, you know? Like, it's a very funny song. Like, honestly, like, it, it's, yeah, it's kind of absurd that it was made, I think, and then released on this album alongside other songs like Teenage Dream and Firework in California. How do you Girls. think Katy Perry feels about that song now? That's a great question. She probably thinks she's a, like a comedic genius for it, you know? I'd like to believe that at the time she didn't mean it as a joke. Oh, wow. And now is like a Tommy Wiseau thing where she's trying to retroactively be uh, like, mm, I knew it was a joke all along. Uh-huh. So when she says in the song, I just shed a tear, like that she did shed tears at seeing the... Yeah, I think she was being very vulnerable in that moment. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. That is so sweet. I wish I had the lyrics of that one more like deeply ingrained in my head so I could recite them for you right now. But that's just not where we're at in life. That's so sad. I'll have to listen more. I'll put it in my October playlist, okay? It sounds like just, a plan. Just for you. Oh, thank you. And then those are my main observations. The Snoop Dogg sounds and Peacock's placement, okay? Mm-hmm. But then I had a couple other ones. And this is, I feel like, very obvious where I did realize this much sooner than today. But... It is the most 2012, not even 2012, what was that, like 2010 album ever, okay? Where Mm -hmm. in, shit, what is the song called? TGIF? You know that song as well, right? Probably. Barbie's on the barbecue? I I think I do. Oh my god. Last Friday night, Grayson. No, I think I So you know the song? I think so. Got kicked out of the bar? If you asked me to recite the lyrics, no shot. God damn it. But if you played it, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I recognize this. I don't remember that part of the song at all. There's like all. an audience like chanting TGIF and then like it, it builds up. It goes from like a I really I feel like, like I remember the music video for the song. Yeah. Yeah, like she's like It's like a house apart- party. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, that's the song. Mm-hmm. And in it she says, "That was such an epic fail." That's <laughs> one of the lyrics. To be clear, does this come before or after Peacock? This comes before Peacock. Before Peacock. This is maybe track This is pre Peacock. Pre-Peacock. Pre-Peacock. I released the same time, I believe, unless TGIF was a single on the album that was released beforehand. I'm not too certain. I wasn't paying that much attention back then. from BC, before cock. Oh, true, true, true. True, true. So, 
um, that was one thing I felt that dated it a little bit was her mm-hmm. saying that was such an epic fail. And then in in Peacock, she says biatch, which is again very of the time. So very, you know. Why was that ever a thing? Biatch. I don't get it. Because you could get away saying it without it being a curse word. You know, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson was on wrestling a lot at that period of time. And he couldn't say bitch anymore because it was a PG show for children. And so he would call John Cena a biatch. You know? What? Yeah. That's so dumb. It's a little dumb. I remember my friend Julian in middle school would always say peacock. Or sorry, not peacock. He would always (laughs) say biatch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. It's okay. Listen to Teenage Dream. It's a great album. Hmm. You know? Not really, but it's, sure. It is a great album, though. The one song I couldn't recommend in good faith is probably Hummingbird Heartbeat. That one does suck a little bit. But aside from that, it's hit after hit after hit. If you say so. What song? Including Peacock. Peacock maybe was not a mainstream hit, but you know, it's still near and dear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, Little Me had no clue what she was talking about. You thought she was talking about her favorite bird. I really did. I, and now, like... I. I could see a reasonable defense being like, oh, she's not talking about penis. She's talking about like getting to see like the real side of a person, like the real side of a guy and like him, him showing like his, his true self to her, right? What makes him unique, you know, his peacock, right? Um, but I don't think it's that. I think in reality, it's, it's, it's about dick. That's a fair assessment. Thank you. I appreciate that despite you having not listened to the song. So... That's all with Katy Perry, Grayson. But oh. I do have an important follow-up question that is semi-related. Okay. I feel. Um, there is a group, uh, also wrestling-related. Uh, there's a group in wrestling right now. They're the AEW Tag Team Champions. They're called the Acclaimed. And they rap when they come down to the ring every week, okay? And they rap, like, about current events. Not current events, but, like, you know. They, they come up with a brand-new rap every single week. And they're just, they're very good. They're very entertaining. They're amazing wrestlers. And they are now champions. And their catchphrase that has developed over the past year is like, well, okay, listen, hear me out. Their catchphrase is scissor me daddy ass. And the crowd loves it. They all chant it with them. They like, they're the biggest thing on TV right now, you know? And it started out because they would come down to the ring and the one rapping would put his hands like this. And I'm, I'm doing like a, a number two with my fingers, you know? And then the other tag team partner would shove his fingers like a number two on top of them and they would shove them really aggressively into each other. And so that was their thing. You know, they were scissoring. And then AEW management in real life told them, you can't do that. It's inappropriate. And they said, I don't care. And they just kept doing it on television anyways. And then I guess they were just kind of okay with it, the company, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you following? Are you tracking? I don't want to be, but I am. And then... How it went from just scissor me to scissor me daddy ass is there was a wrestler from the 90s. Okay, he's like now like a 50 some odd year old man. I have a photo with him in New Orleans. He still goes by daddy ass to this day. Well, yes. Well, now he does. He, his, his name back then was badass Billy Gunn. Okay. And his gimmick was he was an ass man. His theme song started out with a man screaming, I'm when an was ass this? man. Hmm? When was this? This was late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, I was about to say he was ahead of his time, but he was really of his time. He was very of his yeah. time, okay? He was in the group called Degeneration X, okay? and yeah. That's the dumbest. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, DX is great, okay? They're fantastic. And yes, his, his theme would start with, I'm an ass man. 
and then he would wear lips on his ass, okay? And that was Billy Gunn. And then eventually, he had a tag team later on called Billy and Chuck, where it was very heavily implied they were gay lovers. And then it built up to them having a wedding. And then, like, everyone had put together this, like, beautiful wedding for them live on TV. And then they showed up to it. And they were like, why'd you arrange a wedding? We're not gay. And this was after, like, WWE had contacted, like, what's the big, like, organization for, like, raising awareness for, like, gay people and everything like that? I have no It used no to be, like, clue. way bigger when it was way less accepted, you know? I have no idea. Well, whatever that organization is. Um, like, they contacted WWE, and WWE was like, oh, yeah, this event, blah, blah, blah. And then they posted all these articles about it. Like, it was kind of like a collaboration thing. Because it was, like, 2001. So it was kind of a big deal for, like, wrestling to have a gay marriage angle, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of made a mockery of when they showed up and were like, you think we're gay? That's gay. Like, you know, like a little unfortunate. It was a little Just insensitive. a little. Just a tad. So that's Billy Gunn, the ass man. And he's still wrestling 20 some odd years later, right? Okay. And he's most known for being the ass man. And now he wrestles and his two sons wrestle in AEW. They're a tag team as well. And the fans have, because t- they're called the Gun Club on TV, but the fans all scream ass boys at them whenever <laughs> they're in the ring. <laughs> and then basically all five of them were a faction. The acclaimed the ass boys and Billy Gunn. Okay. And then the ass boys became so jealous that their dad liked the acclaimed that the ass boys turned on them. And so now it's just Billy Gunn with the acclaimed. And now they call him their daddy ass. And so now when they do scissor me, they get on the microphone and he screams, scissor me, daddy ass. And the entire arena yells it with him. Okay. Are you following? I'm following. The point is there is unofficial merchandise, but kind of official merchandise they just released. And it's a dad hat and it says scissor me on it. And it's $32, and I really need to know if I should buy it or not. No. Why not? Because it says scissor me on it. Well, yeah, but it's a wrestling hat. That maybe makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, why would why would that be a plus? You know what? You bring up a good point. Um, but I think I should get it, shouldn't I? No. Would you like one, too? I could no. save it for Christmas. No. Well, they have a few colors. I'm good. Are you sure? Certain. Okay. If you were at an AEW event, would you yell scissor me daddy ass? Probably not. That's sad. Yeah. Would you at least yell the part where they say the acclaimed has arrived? Likely no. But maybe? That's more likely than scissor me daddy ass. Why? I don't know. I feel like the peer pressure would be too much. You'd hear everyone else having a great time saying scissor me daddy ass that you'd get so excited and you'd also say it. JC, you must know at this point that I am not very susceptible to peer pressure. No, but you would be when there's an arena of like 15,000 people yelling, scissor me, daddy ass, and you're the only one not wanting to be scissored by daddy ass. No, I don't think I would. Okay. That's a little tough. That's a little tough. So I am getting the hat? No. I'm going to be honest. This conversation has convinced me I should. You're not doing a good job of convincing me not to. I don't think there was any chance of me convincing you not well, to no, get it. Well, no, because I decided the other day I wasn't going to. And I saw it again this morning. I was like, maybe I'll bring it up with Grayson and I'll, I'll make my decision from there. And I think I've made my decision. I really truthfully didn't have my mind made up before today. JC, you shouldn't get it. But why not? It doesn't because say scissor me daddy ass. Just scissor me. 
No, I understand. Okay, I just I feel like that's a, I'm aware. I, I couldn't get it if it said scissor me daddy ass. That's a little too much. Yeah, I feel like the scissor me part is already a little bit. But too scissor much. me is like this. It's like when you stick your two fingers out like a scissor, and then it's just like a greeting for your friends. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's why the acclaim does it. Okay. Because they're greeting each other and their friends, and and Billy Gunn is just like their friend as well. And of course. He goes by daddy ass. So it just it's like if I said, high five me, Grayson. That's basically what they're doing. Is it now? Yes. Almost okay. exactly. Almost to a T. They're just, theirs is a little more specific for branding purposes. Right. Because who's going to They got to get that trademark. I can't put high five me, Grayson on a shirt. But guess what? The acclaimed put scissor me, daddy ass on a shirt and it became the number one bestseller. <laughs> so. Wrestling fans have a problem. The acclaimed are awesome. It's a problem. The, Wrestling should not be allowed on television. <laughs> the, the, the one who raps, Max Caster, he, his favorite band is Tegan and Sarah, which I appreciate. Okay, that was un- irrelevant. It wasn't what I was going to say, but it's just something I like. Um, but also, uh, like about a year and a half ago, he, he got sent to sensitivity training because one of his raps was so offensive. Um, and he was off TV for like three months because of it, which is a little sad. You should probably work on that. It was about the was it Simone Beals or whatever? Like the who, who was in the Olympics and like stopped. I think it's Simone Biles. Biles, well her. He rapped about her, and then the internet got really upset that is he made it fun Beals? of Beals. I don't know. I really don't. Biles. I thought it was Biles because isn't it spelled Simone just Biles? B-I-L-E-S? Yeah. I I truthfully don't know. Oh okay. I tr- I, I I I don't care either. I'm sorry, Simone, but Max Caster made a joke about her, and then. Everyone was outraged, and so like you go to sensitivity training, and then now he mainly makes fun of like Joe Biden and stuff, which is good. That's very fitting for wrestling. Yeah. Well, AEW has a is a little liberal leaning, Grayson. I don't know if you know. I feel like liberal leaning in the wrestling world is not very liberal. Well, I just feel like a room of conservatives wouldn't scream "scissor me, daddy ass." I feel like a group of conservative wrestling fans would. I don't know. I feel like. You you have a warped perception of AEW. I'd say it's it's like, you, that, okay. So listen, I'm listening. Have I shown you the photo of the guy who was like front row like a few months ago, and his sign said like, pro trans, pro queer, pro women's rights, pro abortion, pro wrestling. Did I show you that? I don't think so. Yeah, but that's like. I feel like the typical AEW fan, like, honestly. You think that's the, the I, average? Yes. Like, large. He was, like, a large man, unkempt, un, unkept beard, Bit of a hair. neck beard. Neck beards. Liberal neck, neck beard. beards are AEW fans, yes. Greasy hair. And I say that as one, you know? <laughs> as a fellow greasy As a greasy neck beard incel AEW fan. AEW fan. Yes. Yes. Those are who we are. <laughs> so... Just so Fair enough, aware. yeah. Just so you're aware, Grayson. You'll have to go to the... I mean, maybe Austin would be a little bit skewed of an audience, just given the population as is. But you'll have to go to the next AEW show in Austin to find out, you know? JC, if you are going to a show and you're like, Grayson, come along to show. I'd be like, okay, JC. Yeah. But I won't... I'm not going to seek out anything of this. I'm never going to speak of this again. This is daddy ass. Never coming up again in conversation. This is fully on you to remember to get me to well, one of these shows. Okay, okay. AEW only comes here like once a year and it's usually in the summer. So we've got a ways to go. Don't even worry about it. 
Good. What do you mean good? <laughs> Maybe by then you'll up. have forgotten. I will never. I will absolutely never. So, I will get the hat, I think. <laughs> Don't. I'm going to get it in charcoal gray. Don't get it because you can't even wear it. I would wear a scissor me hat. Why wouldn't I? The, the joke at, this, at like the front of it isn't even that funny. And in addition to that, I can't imagine they're making that high quality of a, sh- a hat. Well, no. Okay, listen. This is why I said it was like kind of unofficial merchandise. It's because it's not on AEW's website. It's like one of those like vintage like wrestling brands that exist on Instagram, and they partnered with uh, Max Caster, the rapping one, and so like they're like kind of co-promoting it outside of AEW. Because if it were an AEW official like hat, those are kind of shitty. But this is from like a separate independent clothing brand, mm. you know, and they're selling it. Well, now you've convinced me. Well, I just it's gonna be higher quality. <laughs> No, that, that that was that's far more compelling than anything you've said so okay, far. Okay. And that's yeah, if it were on the AEW official shop, I wouldn't get it. But because it's like, oh, it's vintage, it's not going to be like it's only going to be sold to probably like a couple hundred people, you mm-hmm. know, because their stock probably is going to be that great for the scissor me hats. Um also this is a restock. They sold it and they sold out the first time. So that's also part of it. The demand is there. Mm-hmm. You know, they will sell out. So this is this is all Honestly, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm supporting a local artist, and now you support it? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I just, I would hate for that money to go to those liberals at AEW, you know? The son of a billionaire, Tony Khan? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who that is, but yes. The man who owns the company is the son of the person who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and, like, tons, like, I think, like, an oil company, too, or something like that. That's absurd. And... So every time we talk about him on the wrestling podcast, right, I'll just, I'll usually refer to him as a billionaire, you know, the man who owns AEW, mm-hmm. and Steven is always quick to correct me, he's the son of a billionaire, which is more accurate, it is truer. Man, I hate intergenerational wealth, it's like cheating. But I love it if he is choosing to use his intergenerational wealth to just create a wrestling company to rival WWE, something that hasn't been done since like the mid-90s. You know, mm-hmm. and he brought CM Punk out of retirement and then also maybe fired him. It's kind of crazy. You know, he does seem like quite a guy. Tony Khan's. A, there's a rumor and it's been a rumor for years now that Tony Khan is a coke addict <laughs> and I kind of buy it. I mean, yeah, if you have that type of money, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Also, he's like an insane person because he still works a full time job for the NFL, like heading their like marketing and like he's responsible for signing all their new um talents like at the jaguars and he owns a soccer team a football team over in the uk like fulham or something like that and then he also owns like a strategic marketing business such as like his own thing that he owns like completely separately and then he also has aew and then he bought a separate wrestling company called the ring of honor i gotta tell you i feel like he's doing very little work for any given one of those things i think he most of his time goes into aew because he's just a big wrestling fan um gotta respect it yeah yeah because like most people when they're a billionaire and in charge of like companies they they hire other people and they delegate you know i feel like he's probably delegating i feel like most of the things he has are just in title i would agree except aew he's very clear about he does all the creative booking every storyline every match result that i directly writes and signs off on that i could believe just crazy is it crazy it's a little crazy Because, like, there's a lot of programming. I mean, but hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You're a billionaire. Not only are you a billionaire, but you are the son of a billionaire. And you will inherit massively larger quantities of wealth upon his death. You are set 
not for just like your life, but you could be set for a hundred lifetimes. Not only will you be set, but your kids, 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 kids will be set. Hopefully. Unless you somehow really blow it. Well, someone in your lineage can blow it. Like your kid yeah. can blow it. Yeah, it is possible. Well, that's why you set up a trust and then mm. you can you can really like guarantee these things. It's, it's really effective. Um, point is, what else are you going to do with your time? Yeah. Well, you could theoretically manage the football team and the soccer team that he owns. That's just foolish. <laughs> you know what you bring what up is, point. What has football and soccer ever done? Yeah, CM Punk's never played soccer. That's what so. I'm saying. And like, hear me out. No way he actually does anything for the, the Panthers. The Panthers? The Jaguars. Jaguars. You fool. I don't know teams. <laughs> I don't know who the Panthers are. I didn't know the Jaguars were a real team. The Jacksonville what? Jaguars. No shot. That's <laughs> okay. There's no way he actually does anything for the Jaguars. I think he is technically responsible for their like all their new signees. Yeah, no, I understand and, like, that he's technically responsible. Mm-hmm. No way he's doing anything. You don't think so? No. That's a little sad. I think his dad owns the company. His dad was like, how can I guarantee that my son's going to get a paycheck from this? Mm-hmm. Keep more of the wealth in the family. I'll just give him this cool title. That's pretty fair. I don't think he actually does anything. That's pretty fair. And what type of management does a soccer team actually even need? Well, he has some cool photos from the soccer field that I've seen before. That's what I'm saying. That's and all the, the photo, managing you need. He's holding a piece of paper and you would think, oh, he's the owner. Like he, he's like, it's probably like, you know, something management related for the team. If you zoom in on it, he was booking the next wrestling show that was going to be on TV <laughs> that week. It's crazy. What a guy. I know. I love Tony Khan so much. He's awesome. He's incredible. It is pretty messed up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is also messed up, Grayson, is this mm-hmm. morning when I was in the shower washing my hair, yeah. I was trying to put on some stuff on Spotify, and I had a... You know how I had like a craving to listen to Teenage Dream by Katy Perry? Indeed. I also had a craving to listen to Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Okay, <laughs> you know, those go hand in hand. Naturally. And so I went to Spotify, and I typed in Harvest Moon, and that shit wasn't showing up. And I like, I just kept looking. Yeah. And I remembered, like, fuck, that dude's still not on Spotify? <laughs> That's so stupid. He's going to ruin his legacy because I'm never going to uh, listen to Neil Young again, you know? It is pretty messed up. I went to YouTube. Like, that's fucked. I shouldn't need to do that. See, this is why I still have Apple Music. Is Neil Young still on Apple Music? I think so. Is Joe Rogan still on Apple Music? No. At all? Uh, Joe Rogan is exclusive at Spotify. I thought, like, he had free episodes that go up everywhere still, like YouTube and everything. I don't think so. He might have like a few, mm-hmm. but I think like YouTube is pretty much all clips. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Well, good for Spotify, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really hear that much about Joe anymore. You know, aside of, I mean, I keep up with UFC stuff, so I hear about him in that capacity, mm-hmm. but not in like a mainstream capacity. I guess he hasn't had anyone that controversial on recently. Okay, that's probably for the best. I think it'll pick up again once like election stuff picks oh, up let's again. Go. Where, was Tulsi on his show recently where she denounced her or denounced the Democrat Party? Was recently? that on his show? Yeah. I know I Not just that saw, I saw. Like, this week I saw an interview where she's like, I'm no longer a Democrat. I did hear about that. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. <sighs> Shouts out to Tulsi. <laughs> yep. Listen, I just, I don't know. I keep thinking about the scissor me hat and I'm glad you're on board with it now, correct? I'm on board. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. What color? Do you agree with the charcoal gray? Uh, it depends. On the website, do they spell it with an A or an E? Uh, a. No, Ooh. absolutely not. That's a little sad. I don't think I've really seen it spelled with an E many places. Can't order it then. There's another, like, there's an aqua one. There's a, I was thinking of pink, but I already have a pink hat. 
Yeah, aqua might be the way to go. Aqua, but I just, I can't see myself wearing an aqua hat. I looked at them and I thought to myself, what one will I wear the most? And it was down to the red because there's like a nice like faded red looking one with white scissor me on it. And then there's the charcoal gray. And I said, those two I'd be most likely to wear. Faded red sounds like it's just pink, but not. Mm, uh, it's darker. It's like more like faded maroon, maybe. Mm. It's, it's a very nice color. You know, I'll, I can show you. I can show you, Grayson, after the podcast. I know it's an important decision. Of course. It is quite expensive. $32 before shipping. Like, Jesus. That is a lot for a hat. Yeah. But I'll wear it. I'll wear it. So, Grayson, we've talked too much about me. I, what music have you been listening to this week? That's a great question. I know. I went on a walk yesterday. Oh. And I thought I would just go for like a nice little walk around the block because I never leave my apartment and it's a problem. I need to be outside more. So I thought, you know, I'll just go for like a nice little walk around the block. Um, and then suddenly three hours later, I was still walking. That's good. I mean, yeah, but like, here's the thing, JC. Here's the thing. I was listening to music the whole time. I had my uh, Yokel Jokel playlist playing. Yeah, obviously. Naturally. So a lot of Bob Dylan was mostly what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, JC. I didn't think I'd be walking for that long. So I put on my crummy shoes again. The ones that gave me blisters when I walked through the DPS. Yes. I put those on again. No. Because I thought I'd just go around the block. You know, I, I thought it would be a short little walk. Of course. And I wasn't really thinking about it. And I didn't like pay that much attention to my feet the whole time I was walking. They didn't hurt that bad. But when I got back and like laid in bed and then it was bedtime, several hours later, I was like, Man, my feet kind of hurt. And then I kind of felt the back of my heel where the blister was before. And like the blister, it healed, but it never like fully healed, you know, especially on the foot where it popped. So it's just like the whole time it had just rubbed more. And so now I have like a blister in the spot where a blister was, as well as like the edges have been peeled back. It's really bad. I didn't want to hear that. Well, you did. I asked, so like it's kind of on me, I guess. Well, you asked what music I've been listening to. Yeah, but like I should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, of any course. excuse you get to talk about your feet, you'll take. This is true, which this I don't appreciate true. entirely. But um, yeah, Bob Dylan. Uh huh. A lot of Bob Dylan. May your blessings keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others what others do for you. <laughs> I think I got the first part of that wrong. May your blessings keep you always. I don't really know what that means, but it's what it sounds like. Okay. Do you know what song I'm even talking about? No. Forever Young. Oh. I know he's just like singing from a children's book. Like it's not his song, but you know, still he sings it. Yeah, no, I recognize that. I think that's even on my playlist. I Does didn't he recognize say, that, may your blessings keep you always? I don't know. What would that, that sounds mean? right. What would that mean though? I, I don't know. Maybe it's may your blessings be with you always? No, may keep you sounds better. Keep you always. Yeah, I don't really know, man. We'll have to do so again. Could you do a Bob Dylan impression? What? Can I do one? Yeah. I Can you do one? Well, I, I only know the sped up version of Forever Young from the Parenthood intro. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. But it's like, it's nasally folk sounding, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just do it. I don't, I'll do it if you do it. But I can't do it. You do it first, then I'll do it. You do your attempt, then I'll do it. <laughs> this feels like cheating. No. I just, I think once I get a better grasp of what you think he sounds like, I'll be able to get a better grasp of what I think he well, sounds like. Well, I don't like. want to do it at all now. Why not? Forget the whole thing. Well, now I'm excited to do it. Could you just do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you do it first? Well, I just, I feel like you might not do it if I do it first. You're on to something there. I think I may be. <laughs> so, oh, well. That's a little sad. <laughs> 
that's a little maybe i'll give you a week to practice so you can come back next week ready with your impression oh this is fair this is Mm -hmm. fair i think it's i think it's very fair you promise that you will be back here with the bob dylan impression next week will you also be practicing your bob dylan impression i will okay okay then we'll do a Bob Dylan impression. Would you like to shake on this, Grayson? Here, let me wipe my hand. My hand's a little sweaty. I'll even I don't write wanna... it in the journal so we have it next week all ready to go. Bob Dylan impression Bob next Dylan week. Bob Dylan impressions, thank God. <laughs> Let's go. This Very so exciting event. Up. You're going to come in with a one-word impression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll at least do two or three lines. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Grayson, I've told you in the past about the radio show I listened to all the time when I was like 16, 17 years old. Sam Roberts show uh-huh. and it was a night show on Sirius XM it was a crazy time like my favorite piece of media ever 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 is that radio show and like the year and a half it was on okay and I've told you about how like the audience would always call in and there was like a very tight-knit community of like just weirdos that would listen at that sh- to that show for like two three hours every night from like eight to midnight you know mm-hmm. that doesn't add up to two or three hours but it was around that time and time zones you know just messing things up i've also maybe i don't know in explicit terms expressed to you like about sort of the curse of like being a fan from that period of time have i gone into that in any level of detail with you do you know i don't think so okay well we'll go over it because i i remember i have a very it's one of my um core memories at this point um when we were at will's place our dear friend will former boy oh boy oh boy guest and we were playing What's that game where you take over the world? Risk. Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw online that one of the fans of the show, one of the people in that community had died. Not Sam Fanfuck was his name, of course. He was a truck driver. He got into a big trucking accident. And then his his head got crushed or something and he passed away, which is like really shitty, you know? Mm-hmm. And then later that same year, um, like probably the person I was closest to in the community, his name was Mark. Mark in San Diego. Okay? And he would always call into the show just completely wasted, you know, blackout. Mm-hmm. And then after the show ended, he would like always make a point of like calling people like in the community and like just have phone conversations with them for like hours and hours and hours, you know, also like blackout drunk. He Good for Mark. This. And so, yeah, I would talk to him like every few months when he would just like call, you know, and would have a good old time. And he just unexpectedly one day also died, which like really, really sucked. And um then last year one of like the other it was marks and mark in san diego and miguel in los angeles were like the two main callers into sam's show right Mm -hmm. aside from not sam fanfuck and and you of course and me of course and me of course but miguel miguel's gimmick okay this is different from mark this is miguel's in in los angeles okay his gimmick is he would always do d's nuts jokes okay he would always work it into his call no matter what and he's who I learned the chicken joke from, okay? Have I ever shown with you or have you ever heard a chicken joke? I don't know. No? You don't know? Like, don't it was know. like, oh, I liked when, you're, when um, your mom, she made me chicken last night. And you're like, chicken? My mom made you chicken? Yeah, chicken suck this dick. You know, like, stuff like that. Oh. Does that, does that all line up? I don't remember you ever saying that joke. Well, I say it all the time, just constantly. You know, I, I think that. it's peak comedy. Yeah. And so, but just along those lines, those types of jokes, anything these nuts related, that was Miguel's thing. And Sam would always play into it. He would lead him into it. If he felt like Miguel was about to get off the phone without doing it, Sam would keep him on the phone 
and lead him into a very obvious one so we could do it. Okay? <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> I feel like one of those times Miguel should have been able to just leave. Just leave? No. No, Miguel loved it. It was Miguel's gimmick. But basically, Miguel got COVID last year and he was in a coma for three months. Okay? And now he's doing okay. Like he was like he's able to walk again, like as of a couple weeks ago, which is mm-hmm. awesome, you know? But like, shoot, that's crazy. And then like six months go by, and then I had a heart attack, you know, which is kind of crazy. And then just the other day, another one of the people in that community, Army Brat Ray Ray, okay, he um, had like a, a surgery on his lungs. He had like a blood clot in his lungs that was about to kill him, which I think he made it through the surgery successfully. But that's crazy. That is pretty messed up. Yeah. It's not like there are that many more callers. You know, this is, this is really just about most of us, um, of the regular ones. Um, so it's kind of weird. Kind of. That crazy. is pretty weird. Yeah. I feel like there's probably some extraneous variable. Like the fact that half of them are truck drivers who are sitting down all day. Yeah. Yeah. It also seems like many of them, um, might be a little too into alcohol, which might be a factor. Okay. There is a reason they're up at midnight listening to a radio show calling into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just it just seems like there's a lot of other factors that could explain but this. But with me, with curse. me, with me, with me, you know, I was not drinking copious amounts of alcohol listening to Sam Roberts. I was not driving a truck listening to Sam Roberts. I was just a socially inept kid listening to Sam Roberts, you know? Sure, but instead of truck driving, you had drawing. Yeah. A very also sedentary lifestyle. I guess so, but I don't know if I was. Dr- well, you were also school. up at midnight listening to the show and calling in. Okay. Well, with Central Standard Time, it was more like eleven p.m. that it would end for me. You know. Right. Yeah. So, but you were also getting up pretty early for school. Yeah. So. Uh huh. So you think that led to my heart attack? Was the drawing? <laughs> I think it's probably like, you know, a number of variables. But probably the drawing. Primarily. Yeah, probably the drawing. Okay, I'll stop. Art really does that to I people. will stop that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But this is the curse, Grayson. Um, what happens next? Am I dead next? I don't know. I don't know. God is Was trying there, to strike down Did there this... seem to be any order to the curse? Order to it in what sense? Well, was it like the first person to go was the the most calling no, Mark and San Diego and Miguel were the two most calling. Okay. Not Sam Fanfuck was probably like right below that. Mm-hmm. And like there were tiers to this stuff. And at the top, top tier was Mark and Miguel. And like no one like was on their level. You know, mm. they were the guys. They were the guys. They were the guys. There was Jay in the gentleman's lounge um, who called a few times for like a few months. And he would be Jay in the gentleman's lounge. And I don't really remember that much more about him, except for he was like very high every time he called in, like extremely so. Um, there was Stewart in Tulsa, who everyone hated, because he would like talk just like about the businesses he owned and always brag about the businesses he owned. And regardless of the conversation, always brought it back to how he's a business owner and was like really condescending to everyone that like was on the phone with him. And so Sam would start answering other calls while Stewart was on the phone, like without <laughs> telling Stewart that like someone else was going to be on. And they would just start cursing him out, like saying, fuck you, Stewart, like just <laughs> really mean to him. And Stewart wouldn't like he would respond with the same energy. He would get very angry. Um, Good for Stewart defending himself. Then white supremacy Ken was another big villain. And oh, also A tier alongside Miguel and Mark was Chris the teacher. Chris the teacher was like OG Sam Roberts fan. Chris the teacher got fired from his teaching job um, because for the first week Sam Roberts had his own radio show. Um, 
Chris, the teacher, didn't show up to work and just stayed home and listened to Sam Roberts' radio show for those first five days. But it's like a three-hour show. It is. He took the day off. Okay. For a week and didn't tell them. He got fired. And so, and then, like, at first, everyone was like, oh, like, he's lying, blah, blah, blah. And then Sam got it confirmed that Chris, the teacher, did get fired from his work listening to his show. And so, he was A-tier as well, you know? Good for Chris, the teacher. People didn't really like Chris, the teacher, but they, like, you know, he was one of the They guys. respected him. They did. They did. Um, White Supremacy Ken, though, mm-hmm. was one of the other hated ones. Stewart and, and Tulsa and White Supremacy Ken were the two everyone hated. White Supremacy Ken was a large black man, <laughs> to be clear. Um, oh, boy. I love this show so much, Grayson. I love it very much. I miss Sam Roberts' show. If I go back and listen to Sam Roberts, can you point to me which episodes have J.C. Collins? I couldn't tell you, but I could tell you like the period of time in which... But again, he was doing five episodes a week, um, three hours a day, you know? This makes sense. So I could just give you a general time frame. But it was from, like, May of 2016 till, like, August of 2016, you know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a pretty wide period, a pretty wide period. I can't believe you didn't go work for that guy. I mean, I, I wish I could have, you know, like... I I think I told you about like how a year or so ago when I got out of school and I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I doing? I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I, I f- I'm still able to do that internship. I'd be like, I'd so love that opportunity. And he never responded, which mm-hmm. I don't think it was a thing where he saw it and just chose not to respond because he still like likes all my Instagram posts and like looks at all my stories on Instagram. So I don't know. I that is no odd. Clue. Yeah, it's a little odd, but you know. I choose to believe he's just a bad person. Sam Roberts is a bad person. It was a long term bit. Oh, that's he never sad. intended to give you an internship. He he just baited you into going to, that's so to sad. journalism to Syracuse, school. That's really fucked up. That's really fucked up. Damn, damn, damn. But no, Sam Roberts show is great, Grayson. You should listen to it all in its entirety. I don't think I will. That's really the point. The only reason I would listen to it is to hear little JC calling in. That's messed up. That Oh my God. I would call them when Kathy Kelly was there too. And I talked to Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly was awesome. Kathy Kelly is like one of my favorite people, Grayson. And the, like back then, I was like, because that was before she got the job with WWE. She became, you don't know who Kathy Kelly is. I she, thought Kathy Kelly was dead. Kathy Kelly is very alive. Oh, okay. Um, Kathy Kelly was just like some broadcast, like interviewer girl in Los Angeles. She met Sam through Maria Menunos, okay? And then Maria Menunos set up Kathy Kelly like with like a little job with Sam Roberts in New York. And then Kathy Kelly, through Sam Roberts' connections, got a job with WWE. And then Kathy Kelly was there for like three years. And then she left right before the pandemic because she was going to pursue other opportunities. Then the pandemic happened. All her opportunities fell through. And then she became an Instagram model instead. And now she's back in WWE as of last week. So. Good for her. I know. I have a photo with Kathy Kelly in Times Square. And I look horrible in it. I look horrible (laughs) in it. Do you want to see my photo with Kathy Kelly if I, I can do find kind it? of, yeah. Oh that sounds God. like it would be really good. You might have to talk a little bit while I try to find it, Grayson. I wish I had something. I honestly thought Kathy Kelly was dead. I well, thought there was someone who died recently, like some lady wrestling broadcaster. Some lady wrestling broadcaster who died recently. Yeah, I feel like I was talking about that with Steven. Oh, no. Uh, uh, like a, a kind of wrestler. She won a wrestling reality show. Which earned her a contract with WWE. 
Her name was Sarah Lee. I think I told you about Sarah Lee. She mm. died. Like, when she was 30 years old, had kids, and lived in San Antonio. This makes sense. This makes sense. I think that is who it was. Kind of crazy. Oh, I found the photo. Very similar Kevin names. Kelly. Easy to mix up. Listen, Sam mm-hmm. Roberts had a live show in Times Square at right. Caroline's on Broadway. And so I was one of the first people in line, okay? I was right Naturally. by the door. And, and um, he saw you and gave you a big hug. He did not see me, okay? He went through the back. Kathy oh. Kelly didn't know where the back was. She came through the front entrance, okay? And this is when, Good for Kathy when I got my photo, okay? I am in sweatpants in the middle of Times Square. I hate that photo so much. Matching sweatpants. I hate how I look, but you do look happy. somewhat deranged. A little bit. I'm, Just a tad. I've been there waiting for like four hours to listen to a radio show yeah. in person. It makes sense that you... A deranged person would do that. Yeah. Also, I thought this was going to be like at night. That's like noon. Well, the show was like at night. I was in line, if you remember correctly. And you were already in line for an extended period of time at that point? Yeah, because I don't think it was the thing you got tickets for. It was legitimately like you come and you get like a wristband and like you're let in, you know? So I was taking no risks. And also, I was there were other people in line too. It wasn't like it was just me sitting out there. It was me, my mom, and my sister. Um, I'm sure your sister just loved being there. My sister. Well, listen, we got up at one point and we walked to Barnes and Noble because another wrestler, Dolph Ziggler, was doing an autograph signing, and she loves Dolph Ziggler because he's a pretty man. Okay, so uh-huh. we went there to try meeting him, but the line was too long that it was closed off when we got there. Um, which also it was the Barnes Noble we went to was the one my mother used to work at when she got out of the col- when she got out of college, which is a fun little fact. How storied a history. I, I didn't know my mom worked like in Times Square, like in Manhattan at a Barnes Noble. I had no clue. But when we went there, we were like, oh, we can't meet Dolph Ziggler anymore. So sad. My sister said, okay, well, I'm going to go to the restroom before we go back. And I said, okay, Zoe. And I waited outside the restroom. And while I did, um, a man in like a suit, like a very clearly security man in like sunglasses and a suit was like kind of like just standing like by the corner, like kind of watching. Like it, I could like, you could tell like he was like, he was looking maybe at me. I couldn't really tell. And then my sister came out and then we looked at a couple of books or something. And the man was like still kind of in our proximity. And then we went down the escalator and he got on the escalator right after us. And then we left the store and she was also, my sister was also acutely aware of the man in the suit, like kind of following us. And so I don't know what security thought we were going to do to Dolph Ziggler, but they were concerned about me and my sister. Apparently you do look like a very dangerous man in that photo. I do, you know, (laughs) so it makes sense. It makes sense, but no, it's it's a great time, Grayson. It's a great time. Great time. Great time. Great time. Great time. I'm happy Kathy Kelly's back. Okay, that's good to hear. I'm not gonna watch her because she's on wrestling. You know, I don't watch wrestling. Only idiots watch wrestling. Right. Okay. I'm not gonna do that, but I'll be happy knowing she's back. Right. So yeah, you don't watch wrestling. You just have a wrestling podcast. But that's true. Like I know you say it as a joke, but it's true. (laughs) So messed up. It is a little messed up, but Grayson. I need. What else have you done? We again. This is too much about me. Too much about me. Yeah, really. You're just dominating the show. I'm I don't sorry. Know. I would never do that. I mean, I went for on a walk yesterday. We already went over that. Today, I have the third interview with that sign company. Woo! Yeah. I mean, why do you sound so unenthusiastic? That's a good thing. I don't really want to do the interview. Why not? I prefer they just hire me. But you'll probably get hired after this interview. I hope. And you have another interview in addition to this one. Um, so this is a weirder story. Uh, the other, it might've been yesterday. I'm not entirely, no, no, no. It couldn't have been yesterday. Cause yesterday is when my brother woke me up. You by were recruited me. by Apple. <laughs> no. Oh, I got a call 
I don't even remember what the company's name is, but I got a, I, I guess I put in an application on Indeed and they called me and were, it was like really early. They're like, hey, can we set up an interview? And I didn't remember the company mm-hmm. or what the job was or anything about it, but I was like, okay, so I guess I have another, another interview on Monday. Did you since look up what the company was? I think they're a staffing company. Mm-hmm. Meaning? They, they do like recruiting for tech jobs oh okay so you'd be doing the financials for the recruiters no no no. i would be a recruiter why'd you apply for that i don't know does it pay well i think so okay well there's that i guess yeah yeah are you qualified for it i don't think so okay well i'm very confused why they wanted to set up an interview there's just so few applicants (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know if they're reaching out to you i think that's a good good sign you know i guess but hopefully this one works out today. I just feel like whenever I get an uh, interview, like whenever someone contacts me for an interview, they email me. Mm-hmm. Not call me. Who the heck calls? They wanted to make sure you were like man enough for the assignment. They wanted to hear your voice, you know? Well, I was still in bed. They wanted to hear that bass. I pick voice. up my phone. I'm like, hello? 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's really <laughs> shitty that you can do that. <laughs> what? The, the the Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> voice. Why can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jason. It was like spot on. I can't do that. <laughs> give it a shot. Give it a shot. Let's hear, let's hear you do the Five Nights at Freddy's I don't even know alone. if I like, know what it sounds like. I, I, I can't <laughs> play it in my head, but when I heard it, I was like, I know, I know what that is. <laughs> the problem is now I'll never be able to do it again. No. That was the one time. <laughs> That's so, At least we have audio evidence of it that will last forever. <laughs> I hope this is the one episode Bim listens to. <laughs> yeah. She just gets super excited. That's awesome. Finn never listens. She just happens to listen to this one. Good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Grayson, I am a little bummed out that our dear sweet friends BMW no longer listen to Boy Oh Boy. It is kind of messed up. It is kind of sad. Also, I had impetus for going back and listening, like kind of like breezing through some old episodes of Boy Oh Boy and like looking through old episode descriptions. And I've realized... For the first time, like in full view, full clarity, we talk about Steven to our friend Steven too much. We do. Like too much. Like he's a, we, we, we speak about him with a level of familiar, familiarity that we assume the audience has that they just don't if there is a hypothetical listening audience, you know? Well, hear me out. With the sheer quantity of times we've spoken about him, I'm sure that they also see Steven as a friend. I would hope so. I would hope so. He's become such a character. He's become such a pivotal part of the lore. But unless they've listened to the BIM episode of Boy Oh Boy or the Useless Guy 12 episode or the Dark Spyro episode how are they, or the Picnic episode, mm-hmm. how are they going to know who Steven is, you know? I feel like that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I really didn't think it was going to be that many when I started the sentence. I'm sure he's also in 250. We probably have him in the retrospective. Or not 250. Was it 200? That was 200. That was 200. That was 200. And, well, yeah, we took a clip from the Useless Guy 12 episode for that one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Even more. Yeah, I guess so. They know Steven. They know Steven, but we talk about him so much. We do. Where I feel like maybe we need to to really pick our spots when it comes to Steven. You know, talk about him when it matters so we don't, you know, water down his his value. This makes sense, and I can get behind this, but I also feel like we talk about Steven because there's so many things to talk about. It's true. We have cause most of the time yeah maybe we can have like 
once every couple months, maybe once a month, a Stephen dedicated episode where it's only Stephen topics. You See, know? but like I feel like Stephen is very in the moment. Mm. Like there's times when it's Stephen doing something bizarre, but you couldn't explain it three weeks out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Stephen texts you like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And then goes and eats dinner and is like, actually, I'm at Dillard's now. Okay. You're like, Stephen, we were doing this thing. You wanted to do it. Or if Stephen tells me I can't use... Uh, the R word. R word being rape, by the way, not the mm-hmm. other one. If he tells me I can't use that word anymore because it might offend people. Um, like, that's the thing. That in the moment, it's going to be a little right. more upsetting. Than, yeah. Explaining yeah. that disconnected from the event itself, it doesn't hold the same impact. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right, Grayson. You you really are. Um, but I don't know. I still think there's value to, to maybe being more discerning with what topics we bring to air, you know? Which I feel like we kind of are. I feel like the ones we have are usually pretty substanceful, substantive. We certainly manage to fill an hour and a half pretty consistently. We do, especially when Steven is brought up. Absolutely. Particularly when Steven is brought up. So maybe we just keep on with it. One thing, let's talk more about Steven, is <laughs> we, we all know now, I mean, the listening audience has no idea, but Steven has gone to lunch a couple of times with a person, okay? Who this knows is how true, much this is true. supposed to say? Who knows how much he wants public about his um, love life? I don't, I don't quite know what to call it. Um, it does feel weird calling it a love life in yeah. terms of Steven. Steven's interpersonal life yeah. outside of us. and But, but, but the point is, Steven, uh, I guess, doesn't want to talk to me about it, right? And then, I, I, which is kind of pretty obvious just from the get-go, but then also Hans said the other day, when all of us were on a call together, Hans, our other friend, new members of the listening audience, because there are so many of you, um, we were all gathered together and Hans said, oh, I get why you didn't want to tell JC now. It is all he's going to talk about. And then I was like, you know what? Cause it, okay, listen, if Steven were to simply tell me that he didn't want me to ask him about something, then I wouldn't. Right. That's all it takes. <laughs> right. Like if it's a thing where like, you, you, do, you, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like don't hide something from me, but I, this conversation makes sense to no one who's not immediately involved in the four people that we're talking about. Me, you, Stephen, and Hans, okay? Which I am so sorry, listening audience. But, like, if it's a thing where, like, Stephen will be uncomfortable by me asking questions or just doesn't want to talk to me about it, then if he just says that, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bring it up, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a thing where, like, he's dangling it in front of me, like, oh, here's this thing that I'll tell you a little bit about, then of course I'm going to ask. You know, yeah. I feel like it's quite simple. I feel like I can respect boundaries when they are established. But if you won't establish a boundary, how can I respect it? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong. You're probably wrong. Steven's normally right. He usually is. Yeah. And that's what this podcast shows. When you go back and you listen with <laughs> hindsight, you're like, oh no, Steven wasn't the right in that moment. <sighs> that's generally the takeaway. That is generally the takeaway. Grayson. Uh huh. I went to the batting cages earlier this week. That's a very weird thing to do. Why? It just doesn't seem part of um, the JC image. Batting? I used to play baseball when I was little. I was on the Pirates. I was on the Orioles. I was on the Yankees. So I had quite a career. Mm. Yes, I have a couple trophies. I don't believe any of them first place, but I do have a few trophies. Wow. I remember one time after the season, we all went to Baskin Robbins together, and that was a good time. Wow. That's a very fond memory I have. And so, yeah, I played baseball back when I was little. My dad was the coach. It was a great old time, mm-hmm. you know? 
my dad can coach some shit, you know? Basketball and baseball, I feel like that's a lot, right? I mean, that's two more than I can coach. Yeah. You could coach with football. I don't think I could. No. That's, I mean, you probably could. What is a football coach going to do? Like, Hit stand it. further. Like, you know? I guess. Yeah. I feel like there's probably, like, an actual wiffle ball league, and they're really serious about it. I would hope so. Can we join the actual... Can we look up if there's a wiffle ball scene in Austin? Please, no. Why not? Weekly wiffle ball? I'm not good at wiffle ball, though. But you could become good with practice... We'll go to the I don't really. Ages. I don't really need to though, because you're so good already. You mean? No, just like no part of me thinks to myself, man. If only I was good at wiffle ball. Well, no. Then things would be good. I don't think it's if only I was good at wiffle ball, but if only I could play wiffle ball on a consistent basis. You know, maybe that's more the desire. Listen, we could play wiffle ball on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. We could do it after boy oh boy every week. Every week, just the two of us. We could. That sounds horrible. We need a group. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not about just playing wiffle ball consistently. It's about playing wiffle ball in the correct environment. Yeah. And, I feel and like a hyper-competitive, overly serious environment is not where I want to be playing wiffle ball. Not if we're the ones not taking it super seriously. If we're just there to play wiffle ball, then right. we're set. Just because the league is maybe competitive or some of the teams are competitive doesn't mean we have to be. We I don't want to be, the be layup. They'll just They'll just get upset with us. I don't really want to deal we're with that. an easy win for them. Why would they get upset? And then we'll be the underdogs, too. Everyone will cheer for us. And then we'll get, like, one fluke victory once a season, and it'll be, like, huge. We'll feel great afterwards. <laughs> good point, good point. Thank you. Thank you. But, okay, I went to the batting cages because I drove up to see Brandy at school this week, okay? Who I still haven't met. Who you still have not met. And Much we- like Stephen hides his life, lo- life love life, blah, 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 blah. His hide, hide, hides his love life from you. You hide Brandy from Why me. do you host a podcast? <laughs> So I, I don't. Oh, I co-host a podcast. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize, Grayson. I went up to see Brandy, and I went up originally because I wanted to go play bingo with her. Okay, I which is like, also messed up. I'd love to be playing bingo. Why in the world are we not playing bingo every week? Well, listen. I feel like I brought this up to you pretty recently, but I went to go play bingo because every time you drive to her school, it's like in this weird little Texas town that there's where there's nothing else, but right off the highway there is a massive sign that says bingo. Bingo! Okay? And so I was like, I simply need to go play bingo with Brandy because there's literally nothing else in this little town. And so the one day I decided to go up, and thankfully I find this out beforehand, but I look it up on their website, this Bingo House's website. Mm-hmm. They are closed one day in the, in the week, in the seven-day week, and that one day is Tuesday. For whatever <laughs> fucking re- it's it's Tuesday, the day that I was going up, okay? Honestly, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to work on a Tuesday either. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So those plans were ruined, our original bingo plans. But apparently, in a town just a, a, like 10 minutes away is, is, is the city temple. Temple is where I was in the hospital for a while, okay? Mm. But over there. You decided to give her a tour of the hospital. I did. Baylor Scott and White, baby. No. There's a place <laughs> called. No. No. There's a place called Spare Time, Texas. And I had never heard of this till just the other day. Spare Time Texas is like incredible, or sorry, what is that place called in San Antonio? Is it Incredible Pizza Kitchen? Why are you asking me? I don't know. It's kind of like Dave and Buster's, but worse. Okay. Okay. And so, like, inside there's a little arcade, there is bowling, a bar, 
And then outside, there is human-sized chess, cornhole, uh, like this this rope course that you can do, you know? Mm-hmm. All very exciting stuff. And there are batting cages. And we went specifically for the batting cages because we were on Spare Time Texas's website. And we saw batting cages, and we clicked on it. And we were like, okay. Because there are a bunch of locations for Spare Time Texas, and a way bigger one in Austin, I guess, or Pflugerville like closer to austin Mm -hmm. and so when we saw that we were like okay the batting cages are probably just at the austin location like half the other stuff on this website you know believe it or not the temple one wasn't the the grandest location and we looked it up the batting cages were temple only (gasps) it was meant to be and brandy was the star softball player in high school you know grayson Mm -hmm. this was her life she was the pitcher okay and she hasn't touched a baseball bat since her senior year of, of high school. <gasps> okay, it's been so long. And she was willing. She was excited to go do batting cages. So we went to the batting cages. We paid for an hour. And we, like, out of the hour that we had in the batting cage, right? the amount of time we were actually able to hit balls with the bats, softballs mm-hmm. and baseballs, by the way, there were, there were options, um, was maybe a collective... 10 to 15 minutes out of the 60 hours we paid for mm-hmm. because the machine was so severely broken. At one point, a man had to come over and he started loading the balls manually for us, like one at a time for us to hit. It's supposed to be like an automatic machine, you know? And mm-hmm. it just like picks up the balls and shoots them out at you. Um, but again, it was so broken that a man realized that we were kind of just standing there waiting around for balls to come out like once every five minutes that he came over and was like plopping them in manually. And after like, Five minutes of that, he got tired and was like, hey, guys, I'm going to try fixing this. I got to cut a pipe. And so like while we were there, he like cut one of the pipes because there was a hole in it and he, and he got it all fixed. And then it worked for about five minutes and then it broke again. OK. And this was the this was like an hour of on and off being able to use batting cages um, before we went to the, the lady after our hour ran out. And we were like, hey, we didn't really get to use the batting cages. And she was like, oh, yeah, they don't really work. Do you want a refund? And we were like, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So we got a refund and kind of played batting cages for an You're hour. You're kind of a Karen, JC. Because I got my money back? Because you got your money back. I felt like it a little bit, you know? <laughs> I did feel a little bit like it, especially because that girl had also at one point tried to help us. And so, but then we, we tipped her specifically, so she got money. Mm. Um, but not pastime, or not pastime, spare time. Mm-hmm. They did not get any money from us. So. You should have done bowling, honestly. Yeah, but batting cages was like she plays baseball. Listen, hear me out. Yes, I'm hearing. I've never met Brandy, as we've discussed Nor numerous times in the past. Oh. Um, but in my head, she's a very small human being. She's quite small. I didn't realize how small she was till this week when she was telling me that one of her shirts she has, um, she got it from Target, I think. It's uh it's a blue t shirt and it says on the top types of lizards. And it has four types of lizards on it, okay? Um, it was a extra small in kids. It was the size of the shirt. Wow. Yeah. That's a small human being. Uh-huh. I, I only say this because I imagine as a small human being, she also has likely very short arms. Um, shortish arms, yeah. Proportional to her body. Proportional to her body, but still very short. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand the mechanics of throwing, you see. Um, and one of the mechanics of throwing is, uh, like, the lever action of having a long arm. I understand. How good is she at throwing? 
I mean, I don't know. I wasn't around for the, the Brandy Pitcher days. Like, was she a pitcher because she was really good, or was she a pitcher because she was from a small town is what I'm getting at. I mean, she is from a small town. She is, she is very much from a small town. But, I mean, I think she was a good pitcher. Like, pitcher was her thing, and she was, like, the lead pitcher, I believe. But I, again, I can't. I can't speak on it. I know so little about baseball and softball, and I never watched her play baseball. I'm and just, softball. you know, I'm just really struggling with the mechanics. Schwa. Like sure. I'm imagining, like a little T Rex, like a T Rex. Like yes, yeah, that's what I see with with your arms. Um, I'm not too certain. I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask. Were you just a pitcher because your town was small, or because you were actually good? That's how I'll phrase it. That's that's what you should ask. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 If also, you don't, you can always just wait for when I meet her. I'll I ask so. her. That'll be the first thing I ask. That's true. That's true. That's true. But also, that shirt with the lizards does not look like a boy's extra small. That's insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's so it's a funny. good shirt. That's so funny. That's a very good shirt. That's a very good shirt. So. Why would she get that shirt? <laughs> it's, it's the types of lizards. What do you mean? What are the types of lizards exactly? I honestly, I don't know. I saw it for five seconds. It was on Snapchat. That's so messed up. I, next time I see this shirt. I want to know about the types of lizards. I do too. I do too, Grayson. Do you know if it's like an actual <laughs> description of four types of lizards, like the four families of lizards oh, shoot. in a biological sense? Maybe. Or is it just arbitrary? I like think it's just four Dragons, dinosaurs. Well... <laughs> not quite, not quite. I think it's a little more like, you know, ASDE than that. You know, like it, it's it's specific types of lizards, but I think just four arbitrarily picked ones, you know? Not dragons, Komodo dragons, all that kind of so stuff. So does it say the four types of lizards or is it four types of lizards? I think just four types of lizards. <laughs> they left it open. Yeah. <laughs> they can make it so many more variations of that shirt. It's crazy. Okay. It's so messed up. No, it's not. It's incredible is what it is, Grayson. It is incredible. What I was oh, I was just about to talk I, I think I talked to you with you about this. Maybe it was on Boy oh Boy a few weeks ago, but I still can't get the video out of my head of that Komodo dragon eating a deer in like two bites. That was crazy. I I didn't know they were carnivores until that video. They're so big. But they're cool. How do you think that they're cool and you didn't know that they were carnivores? Because I always saw them at the San Antonio Zoo. And I would see people in the cages with them. And I was like, oh. What do you think they're venomous for? I didn't know they were venomous. I legitimately thought they were just like big. (laughs) Just big lizards. Yeah. I was like, that's (laughs) badass. I I did not know they were dangerous creatures. That's crazy. But no, the the craziest thing that I didn't know, because I learned that like probably when I was like seven. No, I learned that this year. I learned at the age of 22, 21, 22, that Komodo dragons are lethal, dangerous carnivores. Okay. Mm-hmm. I learned at the age of probably 17. I was a senior in high school when this realization kicked in. And this may be the most embarrassing thing for me to admit. I mean, it's not, but one of the most embarrassing things for me to admit. I was always so confused by how wrestlers would bleed so much during matches and how certain wrestlers would like make a career out of bleeding. I think I've told you this before, right? Maybe you don't remember it, and I'm ho- I hope you don't. But I always be like, because Ric Flair, famous wrestler, of course, was always known for bleeding all the time during his matches and a lot of blood. And I was always just so enamored. Like, how is that possible? That's so dangerous. Like, what? Like, what if he runs out of blood eventually? I didn't realize humans don't have a finite amount of blood. I didn't know we could regenerate it. I really thought you, because just like, I think I had heard of the concept of bleeding out and I really, I took it too far. I thought like, oh, if you bleed out, you're done. And so anytime I ever had a little scrape or a cut or whatever, I would always get so terrified. Like, shit, I don't want to lose too much blood with this one, you know? 
because I really genuinely thought until I was well into my teenage years that I was going that like people run out of blood if they bleed too much, which you can you can in one like foul swoop, but over the long term your blood will regenerate. Yeah, I didn't know that. What did you think drawing blood was? I thought you had to be careful with it. Like you could only do it so many times. So like when people did blood donations, you thought that was a really big deal? Yeah, like I never did it. I was always like kind of like, what the fuck? Like you're braver than I am, you know? Like, yeah. So you think, you were thinking that from the time you were a baby <laughs> to the time you were a grown man, you had the same volume of blood? Well, not necessarily because look, other parts of my body grew as well, you know? Right. Like I don't think I have the same like amount of bone in me that I did when I was a little baby. You know, so it can grow at once, but I'm not going to get any more. If I lose my like rib, my rib is not going to grow back, you know? I mean, but it'll repair itself. It can repair, but I'm not going to get like a new rib. Like if I break off one of my ribs, it's not going to grow back. You want to know something crazy? What? It used to be a thing that in um like uh, evangel not Christianity. Well, it, it, there's like a specific branch of it, but I don't remember the branch. So I don't want to like besmirch one All specific Christians. branch. In a very specific branch of Christianity, oh. it used to be a thing where they would teach their kids about, like, you know, creationism and all of that and how uh -huh. evolution was false. But one of the things that they would tell their kids was that men had one fewer rib than women because when God made women, she was made from his rib, Adam's rib. So all men had one fewer rib than all women, which is just not true. Why did they say that? I don't know. What was like the storytelling? What was why was that a plot device? Well, because in the, in Genesis, the story is that Adam had a rib taken out by God, and that rib was turned into Eve. And so that's why all men have fewer one fewer rib than all women. But that's just like provably false. It's that's like. Weird. It's like so self-evidently false. It's like, why would you bake that into the... Why would you tell anyone that? There's no reason. Or like, it doesn't... they just believed it at the time, you know? But it... This isn't like, oh, back in the... In 900 AD. Now, mind you, they knew this would have been false in 900 AD. Well, because people was in die like and you see their bones. 1930. Yeah. They were just teaching people this. I don't I don't know, man. It's crazy. I don't I I really I don't feel like it's any crazier than like a lot of other things in religion where it's like, hey, this is this is it. This is the gospel, you know? I mean, I feel like having something that's so it's risky. demonstrably false. That's it. It's risky, but I don't think it's crazy that they said it. But I like, think it's risky to say it. A person could be like, Where's where's my missing rib? Why 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 is it match on both sides? Shouldn't there be like there's so many things that a person could just do yeah. to know. Uh huh. And it's not like this was something where it was hard to test. It's easy to find out. Everyone knew this. People have been dying for a long time. We know how many ribs people have. I don't. But don't someone does. People have. Do you? Yep. How many? Eight. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Four on each side or mm -hmm. eight on each side? No, four on each side. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just... And then men have seven. Well, you know. Yeah. You know. Does Marilyn Manson have a rib missing? Is that the story? Uh, the story is that he removed like two on Multiple each side. Ribs. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, is this also demonstrably uh, false? 
I think it is false. That's sad. I mean, I don't know if it's demonstrably false in the same well, you way could just because feel Marilyn Manson. I couldn't. You could. I don't think I could get near him. He's not like dead. Sure, but like I'm not getting around. I'm not like in his proximity quite often. Not in his proximity enough to feel his tummy at least. Like I could feel your ribs right now. You might try and stop me, but like I could probably pull it off. I have eight. You have eight. I have eight. So, Ray the Gray. JC the JC. We need to start wrapping up this podcast, I believe. Are there any other things you want to talk about, though, before we ride off into that sunset? I don't even remember now. You have a driving test soon? On the 21st. We hope that goes well. Yeah. I think you're a little too confident about it, but we'll see how it goes. Listen, hear me out. I'm a good driver. You say that based off of what? Because I think back to, like, it was the beginning of this summer when I took you to the Brandeis parking lot so we could get you driving for the first time in forever. Like it was like a year or something like that you had not driven since. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know how to drive at that point. You were like you were good at parking and you were able to navigate your way around the parking lot. But in my mind, and I don't know what you do. You've had a lot of free time since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how you could have possibly improved so drastically much because i don't think you go out and practice driving that much no not typically yeah but i'm great so in my head what has happened is you did that one in the brandeis parking lot and it went well Mm -hmm. and you've maybe gone two to five more times with your brothers since then and those probably also went decent and you think you're ready yeah pretty much is that how it went i mean i would i would err on the side of closer to five closer to five five plus Okay, five plus. Okay, that's reassuring. And it's not like I'm driving around a parking lot. None of those have been parking lot trips. Yeah. They've been driving trips. Uh Uh-huh. But again, I'm just saying that we were in the parking lot, and there was, like, hesitation and, like, worry about driving initially. And again, you did it. You pulled it off. I did. But I was really good at it. So that's where we were less than a year ago, and you've only gone into the car driving maybe less than 10 times since. It's like riding a bicycle. You know, you never forget. Maybe. And I'm great at it. Uh-huh. Yep. We'll, f- we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I just feel like maybe we tame our expectations. We go in expecting to fail maybe the first time because, you know, people like me and McReal, we exist. You know, we fail our first driving test even if it's just parking our car. It's just insane. Insane. But hear me out. Hear me out. I really don't want to fail. <laughs> yeah. But again... You will only be so massively disappointed when you, like, have confidence, of course, but not to a fault. And I think right now it's to a fault. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, be confident in your abilities. Be like, I think I can pass. But if I don't, that's kind of, it makes sense. I haven't driven that much. And I did look up the amount of times you, or how long you have to wait between retakes Uh on the driving test. One day. Yeah, it doesn't really fucking matter in this scenario. You're just going to have to wait until they tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Till March, if I wanted to go to the same place. Uh-huh. It was just crazy. A little crazy. It's so messed up. I My hope is that if I, like, fail it, then I can talk to them and be like, hey, I really need... Can I just, like, show up tomorrow morning, and if someone skips... Like, I'll sit here all day and wait for someone. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, yeah, okay. Maybe. And then I can take it again. Maybe so. Maybe so, Grayson. We shall see. We shall see. But of course, I wish you luck. I just worry. I worry that you were too dead set on having it. And I hope I show up and you have your license in hand. You know, this is obviously ideal. But I worry this might be the expectation you have when maybe they should be tamed. Maybe you should prepare not to have it for when Law's Courts is here. 
frankly, JC, I think you're just a doubter. A hater? Even that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a little bit like a hater right now. I can't lie. I don't want to be a hater. You're being a hater. It feels like... JC the hater. ...the most necessary, you know? (laughs) It feels like the most necessary route at the moment. But Grayson, I wish you well. It doesn't feel like it. Sure, you will do well. doesn't feel like it. I just... I think it's reasonable to think you could fail. I'll simply charm the driving test person. You should put your arm around them. I should. <laughs> you should. Oh, my the goodness. The first time I got a miserable old lady, that was when I failed. Second time, I got a nice young lady. She was amazing. So mm-hmm. go for a young person is the point. I don't think you get to choose. Well, if you see an old lady just like stall until she like her shift is up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just like be honest. I don't know. Like, I, I get along with old people. Yeah. I mean, I do. I don't not get along with old people. But, like, she was just a little cranky, you know? Mm-hmm. My grandpa's very cranky. He's, like, one of my favorite people on this earth. I feel like you're definitely right. I shouldn't do it in the hole. Because I always take my turns a little little fast. You yeah. shouldn't do it in the hole? No, I shouldn't do it with an old person. Oh, okay. You need to enunciate, Grayson. No. No, you prefer for me to think that, okay... It has a little, a little bit of spice. It's, it makes you mysterious. It does. That's what I I'm, think whenever. That's what I'll do on the driving test. I'll be like, just talk like Steven the whole time. <laughs> 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 that's necessary. <laughs> Steven passed his driving week. test. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Maybe that's why Steven doesn't want to drive out to Austin. He actually didn't, but doesn't want to admit it. Steven, what do you mean? Steven has his license? Like he says that. Oh, you don't think he does? That thing has been a lie this whole time. That is sad. That's probably truthful. This is devastating. Steven hates us. It's true. Steven absolutely hates us. Except no, because he's telling us he has his license. And so what's keeping him from coming up here is a lack of motivation, which is way more hate. If you were honest and just been like, I don't have my license, it's way more understandable. I wouldn't be saying, Steven, drive up to the outlets and I'll pick you up if he didn't have his license. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's whatever. Well, he, he cares more about his image. He's got a safe face. No, I understand. He really does. He really does. Got to keep up the long name. I understand it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I understand mm-hmm. it. Grayson, I think now is the time we ride off into the sunset. Okay. Are you ready to do so? I suppose so. Let's do it. Goodbye, guys. Adios. Adios.